Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please leave a review. I would love to know your thoughts on the episodes we've done so far, and your reviews also help other people discover the podcast. Thank you in advance and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Salmon, Certified Holistic Health Coach and author of You Can Afford to Be Healthy. And this podcast looks at a holistic approach to health from a multi-generational and multinational perspective of women of color. I heard you got a, a praise report from your doctor. A hallelujah report. How did it go? Very, very well. Very well. Um, I mean, that's for my complete medical I do yearly. Mm-hmm. Went well. No little itch, no little nothing. Like, no little nothing where I say, this is a little too high, you got to work, and there's nothing. Not like before, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got it. I think my salad for breakfast is working out fine. My addiction is working fine. Yeah. The The way I start off my day. And, you know, it's what works for you. That's what you should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so your doctor basically gave you a plus across the board with all the checks right across the board. And did he ask you any questions or make any comments about what you're doing? Nothing, nothing. Well, he know what I'm doing. (laughs) He know that I'm not (laughs) taking any, any meds other than the blood pressure pill, which I still take. Mm -hmm. Um, According to the heart specialist I went to, he think that I should cut the blood pressure pill in half. Right. But I didn't like the way he said it because he's telling me he don't know me and he want me to. He's suggesting anxiety pill and I do not suffer from anxiety, which I know that because you should know if you're anxious about anything. Right, but he wants you to cut your blood pressure pill in half, but you so don't feel comfortable doing it. Pill. He don't know me, don't know t- he don't have my record, he know nothing about me than what I said to him. You know what I noticed? Not just with you, but with clients I've had who have blood pressure pills, like huh? it seemed like even if the doctor tell them to it's okay to cut it out, they feel they still feel like they should be taking it. No, no. Uh, let me let me rephrase that. What I'm saying, though. Uh huh. He's thinking that either I cut it in half. You see, cut it in half in order to accommodate anxiety pill. I don't want no one put me on medication for anxiety. Okay. Right, but I remember the suggestion was made before to cut it in half without by, any recommendation oh, yeah. for anxiety oh, no. pills. By who? By a doctor? By your doctor. Yeah, that is when my blood pressure was low. Right. When it was dropping low. Yeah, and I can understand that because I monitor my blood pressure and there's days when I don't take it. Because if I don't need it, I don't take it. I monitor it like you monitor your blood sugar people with diabetic. Uh Uh-huh. Because, um, you see, if you're on blood pressure pill, once you're on it, you shouldn't take yourself off it unless the... The doctor see where it's at a point where you can come off because you can ruin your kidneys. And that I know for sure. And see, this is why you see I monitor my blood pressure daily. So if I get up this morning and my blood pressure is low, <coughs> excuse me, I don't take the, the pill. You understand? So I just want to make sure I'm understanding. You're saying if you 
if you cut off your blood pressure medicine, medicine, you would have issues with your kidneys. Yeah, it will damage your kidney. If your blood pressure remain, if you if you if if you take yourself off blood pressure pill and your blood pressure is high, you understand? It will damage your kidney. Excuse me. And you know, Sam, that's the only medicine that I'm on. And you know, I mean, honestly, like I don't have a problem with it. Because mm-hmm. if everything else is doing fine, that means there is no, it's causing no other issues. But I want to know why a heart doctor just meet me for the first time, don't know my records, don't know nothing about me, than my name and what my mm-hmm. symptoms of passing out was about. And mm-hmm. I explained to him that I'm very claustrophobic because I tell him right now, even the offices that I'm sitting in, but mm-hmm. three people to be sitting right in there. Stand, he's standing and, and my husband was sitting and I'm sitting. I said, this office is much too small for me. I couldn't survive in there very long. Because mm-hmm. the doors are closed. You know, and I'm a person who I feel like, if I'm locked up in a place, I feel like I can't get no oxygen. I can't breathe. So, you know, that's a part of my phobia, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know if he's um, uh, equating, if that's the right word, a claustrophobic with anxiety i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know you know because i'm not a psych i don't know um and i know i don't have problem because i think when people are of anxiety problem they're restless they they sometimes they can't eat they can't sleep they, and i do everything like a normal person yeah i don't know i don't know what he explained to you but i've had two anxiety attacks and it's not like I, when I have like an anxiety um, situation coming on me, yeah, it's 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 like you like I feel it. It's not something that's on me all the time, right? But I I don't believe in taking pharmaceutical drugs and stuff like that. So that's not but, something I would ever take. Um, I do I do other things to keep my anxiety in check. Exactly. Even let's say I was uh, I suffer from anxiety. The last thing I'd like somebody to do to me is to uh-huh. prescribe me drugs because I don't want no drugs in my body. I really so that's why, that's why I question the blood pressure thing because there's hawthorn berries, which are basically herbs that regulate your blood pressure. No, that I know that for sure. <laughs> um, I know that for sure. But I'm saying I personally, and listen to me now, me mm-hmm. personally because that, that disease runs in the family and I don't know if that's why it takes so long for my blood pressure to be re- regulated. And I eat and drink everything that would help blood pressure to be normal. Mm-hmm. My blood pressure still have a way of jumping high. Like when I say high, 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 I don't know what triggering it off. Mm-hmm. You know, the normal is supposed to be 120. Sometimes when I go to the doctor, it's 148 over 90 or 94. That is a way too high, you know? Do you notice that it's higher when you're going to the doctor as opposed to like every other day? Yeah. You know what I'm gonna do? Though? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna try something else and see if that work. I won't tell you what it is, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm yeah. gonna try cut out the coffee like I did before. I see something. Oh, I didn't know you was back on coffee. Look how long I'm addicted, Sam. What? <laughs> I can't believe. Okay, so there's a whole post I did on coffee alternatives. Sam, wait. Let, don't go any further. I thought you. Let, I thought she was me, over coffee. Uh-uh, let me say something to you. I'm not a drug addict. And everybody in this world have an addiction. 
I am addicted mm-hmm. to coffee and I'm addicted to bread. I have mm-hmm. two addiction, right? But in order for me to eat a whole lot of salad, I have mm-hmm. to eat bread with the salad. That's how I get it down. It's something about salad, salad and, and bread. So, so, so this is what I would recommend. I would recommend making your salads heartier with more texture so you don't have to do the bread. Let me, let me tell you with the bread, because I've been addicted to bread too, but there's certain types of bread you get addicted to and other types of bread you don't get addicted to. Like sourdough bread, there's no addiction. But when you have this bread that they make and manufacture with lots of sugar, sometimes you can even taste the sugar in the, in the bread. Mm-hmm. You know, that stuff becomes addictive. Mm-hmm. Because like we said before, sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine. So what, what if that's the only thing that you get addicted to is just that sugar in it? Because I don't use sugar. Yeah, because, but that's the whole thing is refined sugar. If you can eliminate it completely and observe how your body's responding. And I think this time during Lent is a great time to experience 40 days, absolutely no artificial sugar, which includes bread. If, Mm -hmm. unless you're going to make the bread yourself from scratch or find a sourdough bread, you know, where that, that bacteria eats up whatever sugar they're using. So you, when you eat that bread, that bread, you are not going to be addicted to that bread. I promise. You mean I won't eat it no more? <laughs> I mean, you won't be called for bread. Oh. But for your salad situation, yeah, like I stopped eating like the leafy green because I started to not, like my mouth didn't like it anymore. Just those leaves with seasoning and stuff like that. That will make you grab for bread. But if you start adding chickpeas. No, I can have my salad and- bread. I eat oh, salad. I thought you just said that's what no, you can't no, have the salad have without bread. bread. But I can't just have all that. You know, have to have in the morning when I have it for breakfast, I have to have a little something, you know? That's what I'm saying. So you put chickpeas in it, you put cut up sweet potatoes in these no, cubes. That's dinner, though. Dinner. That's dinner meal for me. I mean, if you're already having salad for breakfast. Right. Okay. It's something to try so you don't have to have the bread because the reason why you want the bread is for texture. Oh, but yes. Yeah, it's, it's really texture you're looking for. Need some balance. I'm looking for balance. What is balancing about bread, though? Because bread is an anti-nutrient. I want some carb in my diet. Right. And you get carbs from sweet potatoes. Actually, the longest living people in the world, the centurions, that's where they're getting a lot of carbs is their root vegetables, their sweet potatoes, sweet yams. Hey, Sam, and eat- you have plantain in the morning, too. Yes, yeah, so I eat salad and, and, and plantain. And plantain with some avocado. I don't see why you would need bread with that. Okay. No, no, I don't eat the bread with the plantain. I never do. It's either one or mm-hmm. the other. Right. So there you go. You already have your alternative. You don't need the bread. Anyhow, my big issue is, you know, like as far as my diet is concerned, if, mm-hmm. if something was um, wrong, something would probably show up in my blood, right? But I mm-hmm. get blood tanks. Everything is okay now. The issue yeah. is um, I just need to find out why I'm passing out. And um, by Tuesday, if I get that uh, thing to wear and they'll see what's going on with my heart is which my heart what they did so far everything is fine 
but they need to they're giving me something to move around like um, to monitor the heart daily it's a heart monitor like where you, you tape on your, your over your heart you know mm-hmm. yes yeah, so i'm gonna do that and then after that they're gonna look into the brain based off of the um great report you got from your doctor mm-hmm. what advice would you give your 30 year old self Oh, my 30-year-old self, considering me, I'm, way, I'm double time that. <laughs> That's my 30-year-old self. Like, I wish this report that I get at 66, I had it when I was 30. So what would you tell your 30-year-old self? Like, what would you do different? Uh, 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 what would I tell my, to continue doing what I'm doing now? My ter- so what were you what were you doing different I wasn't then? eating right I wasn't doing the right stuff I was just eating anything and everything I wasn't I wasn't disciplined now I'm very disciplined I would tell my 30 year old self when you're hungry don't stop at the restaurant and pick up what somebody fix come to your house and prepare your meal telling my 30 year old self to be honest I'm more disciplined now than when I was 30 that's the bottom line Do, so when you were 30 you were a mother I was I was a businesswoman on the go. I would never have breakfast. I would drink um, 13 or 14 cups of coffee sometimes. Wow. For real? uh Uh-huh. I would. Dang. uh You're a coffee baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot. That's more than I've ever heard. (laughs) I would drink 13 or 14 cups of coffee a day. Coffee used to keep me going. I used to. I used to just go like a machine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would eat dinner sometime all 11 o'clock at night when I come home. Now I'm more disciplined. I think I'm at a, a stage where I wish, it's not possible, but I wish when I was 30, I had all the knowledge I had now with everything. Mm-hmm. You said it's not possible? No, no, no. I said I know that was not possible for me. Because we are living into a different, I think, I think at, at, I realized that at this stage of life, I don't know if it's because of me or what, but I find that people are more conscious of their health now. I am around more mm-hmm. conscious, um, I, I'm, I guess, by you being in my life, I'm more conscious of what I do. Because you rip them on me all the time. I didn't have it when I was 30. <laughs> I don't reprimand. No, you do. <laughs> Just, you reprimand me. Now. I like I like to call it awareness, and I and I I challenge you with certain questions to understand you, yeah. but also for you to do some self reflection because you know something could be obvious to me where it's a choice I would make, but maybe you wouldn't make that choice, and I want to understand your perspective of why you're not comfortable making that choice. Why you made this other choice? You know, it's really more about an understanding oh, and you, awareness. I could, I could tell you that with ease though. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not where I'm supposed to be, but I'm not where I used to be. And I think I give, I give God thanks for everything that's happening in my life. But I'm at a stage of mm-hmm. my life where if I really enjoy something, eating something, I'm going to eat it, Sam. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that sound to you because I'm trying to be true to myself, though. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get up tomorrow morning and the doctor tests me and he says, you cannot have another slice of bread because this will put you down. I won't eat yeah. it. 
I won't eat it. Be honest. I'm just being so the honest. doctor. The doctor have to say it. No, you don't have to. But if if he sees something that he know that that's what making me ill. But remember, no, you know, I'm not ill. Not that I want to be ill. But nobody's yeah. one hundred percent perfect. And I. Okay. okay. So so you're saying you need an immediate emergency approaching before you can make an I adjustment. I would never say that. I so that's oh, what I heard oh, you right. just say okay. with the if bread it situation. Like that. Let me change it though. Okay. I think I reach a stage in my life where, uh, how can I put it? Because I don't want to put it out there that it sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that, I, I, I feel like I should be entitled mm-hmm. to make decision of some of the addiction that I have mm-hmm. um, and I'll gradually I gradually on my time kind of cut it out a little because mm-hmm. I could I could, um, I could say I'm not eating those things but I'm not lying there is nothing that I bring in my house to eat that I shouldn't eat um, other than those process and you know it's only one kind of bread I eat oh no it's two kinds I eat the um, uh Ezekiel bread and my favorite bread I don't know if anybody go to Costco they know it it's it's two two loaves for seven dollars and it have all the seeds and all those things in there I think it's the seeds I'm addicted to to be honest with you because I cannot eat regular sliced bread mm-hmm. it's that that kind of bread it has like I don't remember much grains it have in there but quite a bit it have um uh what do you call those seeds? Um, flax seed and chia seeds and all those seeds in it. That's the bread I eat. Um, and yes, and I drink the black coffee. And that's what I want to get to, though, which a lot of people see. I drink the black coffee, but I grind my own coffee beans, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. Coffee to me, and I'm not going to lie, it might sound funny to a lot of people, but it's it's... Coffee is a, a plant-based stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Coffee to me is, is not so bad. It depends on what you put in your coffee. See, I don't put nothing in mine. I brew it and from the pot to the cup to my mouth. I don't put nothing in, no milk, no sugar, nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know, you know. It's- well, you're going to do an experiment, and I feel like the way you said it prior is that you probably had an experience where you cut out coffee for a while and it did affect your blood pressure. Well, my blood pressure was pretty low. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens. You know, everyone's body responds differently and um, not all plants are, are for everybody mm-hmm. because sometimes people have a reaction to certain types of plants. Right. And their body can't handle it for whatever reason, because, you know, we have, we're made up of different microbes and the bacteria balance in our body is different based off of, you know, how we were born, the foods we ate when we were born, the, the medicines we took when we were a child, you know, or even growing up, you know, all the different pharmaceuticals you take disrupt and change your microbiome, right? Yeah. So, so how we respond to these foods is going to be different. 
Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Um, but we'll see. It's an exploration. So basically you said that your 30-year-old self, you would you would encourage her to just get more discipline. Discipline, yeah. Yeah, and there's a big difference, I think, in terms of the lifestyle of your 30-year-old self and where you are right now in your 60s where you don't have any children to feed at this moment. Mm. You're just, you know, focused on yourself. So, like, what what was your morning routine like back then and how would you switch it up for your 30-year-old self? Okay, because having a business and being a... a uh, a mother, it was not very easy. It's not like what it is now. It's like I'm in heaven right now. <laughs> not that I was in hell, but <laughs> I was, because I want to explain it to you. I don't know what it's like, what it was like to sit down and eat breakfast. Now I sit down and I get one hour for breakfast in the morning. And I sit down, mm-hmm. do my devotion and have my breakfast. And I feel like I'm living. And I'm mm-hmm. comparing it to when I was 30. Um, maybe because then I had so much energy, so I just drink the coffee and I run and I feel full. Oh, and I used to grab a bagel too. I used to eat bagel like the flour bagel. I come a long way. Mm-hmm. The flour bagel. And that would full me up, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I used to to run. I mean, take, uh, you know, I don't know if you can remember, I run, take your kids to school and um, although I had somebody dropping you, but I remember my day off when you were a baby, I would take um, Chucky to school. He used to go to Holy Cross, and there was no time for breakfast. It's time for the kids. So I do, I do feel bad for mothers who are that age now and have to struggle. You know, mm-hmm. it's very hard. But I could encourage them. They can wake up early. You know, make it, uh, they start your day early and go to bed at a decent time. And if you get up early, you can give yourself that time for breakfast. Because you can start at breakfast between 6.30 and 7 o'clock. That, or at least prepare it to have it later, like when you run in or whatever. Yeah, but it's hard. You know, for smoothie or something. Yeah, it's very hard when you run. Yeah, smoothie. Right? Yeah, but most people can't have smoothie for breakfast. Or some people don't. Like... I'll tell you, me, for example, I am not a cold morning person. Like, when I get up in the morning, I have to have a, a cup of hot tea. Well, I start my mm-hmm. day with, with warm lemon water. I boil the water, and I let mm-hmm. it cool down a little, and then I scrape out half of lemon in the water, or whole lemon. Depends on the amount of water I'm drinking. That's how I start my day. So I have to have something warm, and, and then... That's when I get into the coffee after that, an hour after that. But I cannot just get up and drink cold smoothie for breakfast. I'm, my stomach is not made up that way. I don't know if you can understand. I love mm-hmm. the salad, but I put the salad out on the counter to bring it down to room temperature. But to drink something cold, no. And for you to sit down and, and for you to have a decent breakfast, other than the smoothie, because the smoothie is very decent, you, mm-hmm. you have to really sit down and, and eat, you know, eat what you're having for breakfast. Right. Yeah. Because oatmeal, some people can have oatmeal, you know, warm oatmeal with your strawberry and your banana in it. That is all. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the the child element, it becomes a little difficult. I know like when 
people ask me, like, I have my own groove and my own routine. I couldn't imagine adding one child even to it. Well, because that would slow everything down and just take exponentially more time. Well, to be honest with you, I'm glad I did slow down. I'm glad I did stay in the fast lane, have the children, the business and everything. Because for today, one of the beautiful thing about me, and I'm only speaking for myself, I have something Mm -hmm. beautiful to look towards. Like, you know, like all this was not in vain. You know, I did it and God bless me. I have two beautiful kids, four beautiful grandchildren, and I feel very blessed. So this, mm-hmm. the, all this did not go in vain, and 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 God blessing me now with good health, and um, a mentor from one of my child every day because she she she's my mentor where health is concerned. To be honest with you, you are my mm-hmm. where health is concerned. Um, so it's a blessing. It's not like my thirty years year old self went to waste. I use it very well, and God spare my life to bring me here at this stage of my life, and I'm still doing good, and I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm grateful. So it's really, it's just about doing the best you can. The best I can, you know? Yeah. Right. And then fine-tuning as you go. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's what That's what I do, because, you know, I learn new things all the time, and, like, my awareness grows, you know, every day. And even like, for example, if I don't, um, let's say it's the middle of the week and because of my busy schedule, I didn't get a chance to make something. Whole Foods um, hot bar has usually been a place where, okay, I can go and get a nice warm meal, right? Get some Brussels sprouts or sweet potatoes, you know, things like that. And I know it's nothing new. Whole Foods, they cook their stuff with canola oil. And this is GMO. This is toxic. And, you know, as as I talk about, oh, my digestive issues, where can it come from? You know, I cut out oil. I, I um, only eat plant-based, right? So I'm not eating like dairy or meat or anything like that. And I try to keep my stress levels intact and also where could this be coming from and never really piecing together the fact that canola oil is still in my diet, even though I don't buy uh-huh. it. But when I go out and I eat this at Whole Foods, I'm consuming GMO, which is is perforating my gut, you know, uh-huh. um, and causing these these issues. So it's every every day is an opportunity for awareness and just to fine tune, you know, you do the best you can until you can like go to the next level and clean up your you're, diet even You're more. perfectly right. And people ask me all the time, do you cook all the time? Yes, I do. I do not like to eat out. I think it's for me, it's a waste of my money and my time. And it's very uncomfortable because every time I'll t- eat something from a restaurant and it's always a restaurant, it's it's not just any restaurant because I go to the same place all the time. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter how how well they you think they prepared and it's it's all plant based or so. There's always something in there that's not supposed to go into my stomach. Because yeah. I end up with such terrible heartburn. It's like something burning like acid, like I swallow acid and it burning up my stomach. And when I prepare mm-hmm. my food, I don't get uncomfortable. Right. 
you know, there's this woman and I'm going to just mention the race because I think it matters. <laughs> um, but she's a white woman. Mm -hmm. And her name, I, I think her name is Tony Bark. And I've seen her on a, a, a few different documentaries, like interviewing people. Um, and she said in this recent docu-series called GMO Revealed, I don't know if you've watched any of, of the episodes on there, but um, she said that when she goes to restaurants, before she goes to a restaurant, she calls the restaurant and she asks them, what oil do you use to prepare the food? And let's say they say olive oil. She said, well, is it 100% pure olive oil or if it's cut or is it cut? Because when the restaurants buy this olive oil in bulk, sometimes it's there's an option for them to buy a cheaper version that's cut with canola oil. So it's not 100% olive oil, right? right? And so if they don't have 100% olive oil, that they used to, that they can make her food with, um, then she let them know, hey, I cannot eat at your restaurant unless you have this. Right. <laughs> and she has that conversation with them, you know? Yeah. And I just, when I first heard, I was like, word, she is bold, you know? But it's very similar to what you did with your supermarket, where you went to the supermarket and you're like, you know, I'm interested in having organic this and this type of healthy option. Uh, can you please have it here? you yeah, know, for me. Right. And it's just about like having a conversation. Why wouldn't these business owners not want to appease their customers? Right. Because they'll get, they're going to make money in the end Yeah, from their customers. Right. So, but wait, um, didn't I hear that you're not supposed to burn olive oil? Cause um, I eat it raw. I don't, I don't cook with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it, you can use, so, Olive oil, they do cook with olive oil, and I've warmed I, it before myself. But they say most of but it's what I mean. Yeah, you're not going to make, like, fried stuff with it. It's oh. more like a saute, right. lightly warm for seasoning. I use type it of. soups and salads and stuff like that. We got a question on, someone asked, does raw till four work? Are you familiar with raw till four? No, what is that? It's a, it's a type of diet where you eat raw vegan until 4 p.m. and then you have a cooked dinner but it gets more complicated there's a woman um like a youtube star her name is freely she's the one that coined the diet mm -hmm. and she um she has like a set of principles with this so you're supposed to um, have a thousand plus calories from fruit for breakfast a thousand plus calories from fruit for lunch um, a big green banana smoothie for breakfast and lunch, high-carb dinner. Did you say green banana? Yeah, green banana. So not the not a banana that's green and not ripe, but like a green smoothie with bananas. Oh, thank you, because you're not supposed to eat green banana raw. Yeah. Thank you for the correction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, she gives guidelines on what to eat for dinner, you know, less than 10% fat, less than a certain amount of salt, you know, avoid all oils, you know, things like that. And no sweet fruits or no sweets at all after dinner. Right. Um, and drinking more than four liters of water a day, avoiding beans and lentils. So this question about whether or not it works, 
I, I'm pretty sure I've used the term raw till four before, mm -hmm. but I did not follow these principles in particular um, because first of all, with her principles, by lunchtime, I would have surpassed my daily caloric needs, you know? And even when I'm, when I wasn't tracking calories like that, I would feel um, 2000 plus calories of fruit. I would feel that. Um, and I, w I think I would be pretty much done, right. even with a smoothie for breakfast. Um, you know, I would, I would be pretty much, pretty much done with meals. Um, but, you know, some people have had really great results from this, primarily because of eating so many raw foods. They've cleaned up a lot of issues, like health issues they've had. Whether or not they will lose weight or gain weight really depends on the person, the foods that they chose. Because like I said before, you know, your gut bacteria matters a lot. Everyone's body's different. and just like for you, for example, you feel better doing like salads in the morning. Some other people will respond better with fruit in the morning. So you kind of just have to see what is working for you and what's helping you. Now, also, I've never ate in a way that eliminated completely legumes, yeah. um, like <laughs> beans and lentils. Like I've definitely cut back um, at one point where it wasn't like a staple to have. And I still kind of follow that. Like if I don't have it, I don't need to have it type of thing. I'm okay with just fruits and vegetables or different types of vegetables at a meal, like Brussels sprouts and sweet potatoes or something like that. To me, that's fine and complete. Um, but I'm not against having those things. I think those things are helpful. Um, so you know, I just say at the end of the day, do what makes you happy. Eat as much raw fruits and vegetables as or you what, can. Yes. And what works and, for the individual. Yeah. And monitor. Yeah. Monitor what's working for you. Yeah. Because see what I do. I have salad for breakfast. Um, as you know, with my mm, bread. And <laughs> green planting. Because I posted that sometimes. And I have, right. I have fruit and water for lunch. Mm -hmm. uh, for dinner, I might have lentil soup. And sometimes that's all I have for dinner, just lentil soup. Or if I have cabbage, I have cabbage and, um, and quinoa and sweet potato. But that's basically what I eat for the day. Sometimes I don't think... I think sometimes I'm just up to about 1,600 calories. I w yeah, I would, I would, if I were you, actually calculate that for one day's worth to see exactly because sometimes you may think it's not that much but it could be enough honey i probably overeat too but what makes, <laughs> what makes a lot of calories because it's all you uh, spice up your stuff too you know what i'm saying the spices aren't going to add calories so what would make it what would make it a lot just certain things carry a lot of calories you know certain certain especially quantities for example if you add half an avocado to that, that's a significant oh, no, never, amount. I never eat a half an. I can't afford to eat. Oh, you mean the half? Yeah, half, like even half of a half. Okay, yes, I do that. Right? Or if you're using any type of oil, olive oil, you know, that packs a lot of calories and you're not necessarily going to feel it okay. in your stomach, that, that, but it will have. Right, that is 
a significant my olive oil so it's not even a tablespoon of olive oil yeah so yeah something is worth actually calculating but you know i wanted to ask you too about the bread like you make sure that it's organic right it's organic that's all i eat though it's organic bread organic okay that's yeah because it's, uh, it's only a special bread i eat i don't just go there and eat bread i can't stand the other bread them they don't come through the door mm-hmm. yeah because yeah that glyphosate is no joke yeah that, yeah that, for the um yeah that's about it but um and you know my my i maintain my weight very well i'm 150 pounds and I always wanted to be 150 pounds my whole life. I mean, from my adult years. But before I turned 50, I wanted to be 150, and it never happened. Mm-hmm. And the first in my life, I'm maintaining 150. That's awesome. Very, because you know something? And I, I pray to God, and anybody listening, they probably can relate to what I'm saying. When you're young and you're heavy, it's bad, but it's not so bad. When you're older and heavy, it's very bad because you have to take those little legs and carry that big body. And it's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for me to move around and walk. And sometimes I feel like I want to run. I think I can run, um, <laughs> which I think I can run. I can run because I run down the stairs and run up the stairs. So, you know, but I'm saying it's, I'm grateful to, for the way that I'm, I'm disciplining myself right now to eat. And so, you know. I was hungry, and you know, we have fellowship downstairs after service. I don't go down and eat. I went and I get my salad, and I came home, and as hungry as I was, I fixed my salad and have something before, and don't, don't snack on. Well, I don't have anything else to snack on. That's not good. But that's just how you have to do it. You have to be disciplined. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And I tell it to yeah. everybody that, Always bring in the right stuff in the house. See, when you have the right stuff in, you're not going to make a mistake and eat the wrong stuff. Because if you already have the right stuff in here, there's no way you can go wrong. Don't bring in. Yeah, stuff. you don't have any other exactly. options. Exactly. <laughs> and that's that with me, like getting my produce delivery box, like I am really motivated to make sure I'm prepping and making food. You know, and that old time, that's costly. It's easier for me to go out and buy my stuff. Yeah, my stuff is, is cheaper. Like, like my groceries is half half the cost of buying it, you know. I want to go to today and pick up um, salads and, and little green stuff and things. Mm-hmm. And some seasoning and stuff. And it's $101 I spend. Two bags of stuff. Yeah, when you buy those, like, yeah, but like when I buy, let's say I buy a bottle of olive oil or spices and stuff, that stuff is going to last you a while. It's going to make that bill be a little bit higher, but it's going to be stretched out over time. I bought my cashew butter. It was $17 for the jar of cashew butter. If you bought almond butter, probably like $40. (laughs) Because I know for a fact cashew butter is significantly cheaper than almond right now. It's It's more expensive here in New York. Cashew butter is more expensive than almond butter. Which one are you buying? I think I get the organic. The orga- I have to look at it when I go. You comparing organic organic, organic to organic or raw organic to Oh, organic? the one I got is raw cashew butter. And you comparing that to raw organic almond butter? Yes. Yeah, it's cheaper because I, I could like raw organic almond butter is like $30, $40. Oh, really? 
right now. Because yeah, cashew is definitely doing, cheaper right now. When I'm doing my cleansing, you know, I, I'll be drinking a lot of smoothie, you know. Yeah, there's also raw desserts. I plan to make a good amount of raw desserts. Like, um, I have on my plan to make these little brownie bites mm-hmm. with <laughs> with uh, raisins, nuts, uh, cacao powder, cacao. and dates. Let me the cacao. I saw cacao today. Oh, you spell it? Cacao. Oh, you spell C A C A O. Oh, cacao. You probably call it cocoa. Okay. Cocoa and cacao is two different things. Eh? Mm, I don't know why, but I, I don't know why people say cocoa because it's C-A-C-A-O. But I don't know, like the, the Jamaicans when they... Do you have a picture of it, of the package? Yeah, it's the, same, it's the same cocoa tree you have in Jamaica. Okay. And it goes in and it's in the fruit and it goes in those vats and they ferment it. And it turned brown, and they use it to make chocolate. It's the same thing. Okay, can you send a post a picture of it? Let me see what it look like. Yeah. Okay. But I have I have the um the powder I'm gonna use. You could also use carob, but I wasn't able to get carob powder. What kind of powder? Carob. Oh, carob. Yeah, the carob is not as sweet as the cacao powder. Yeah. Um. But anyway, all of this stuff, you basically just put, make it in a food processor mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just kind of form it with your hands. But you need a hydrator though. No, oh, no. you just eat it just like that. Mm. You just form it together in your hands. Okay. Yeah. So I plan to do stuff like that. Make some sorbets in the blender yeah. or the food processor. Um really get good use out of my my kitchen tools <laughs> the next time we talk we'll talk about the epa oh, yeah. and um uh the issue that black women are dealing with with a uh, high infant mortality rates right. in the black community yeah. a lot of things are going on there's a lot to discuss i know Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe so you're notified on all our future episodes when they're released.